Post podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Pym, and I am an erotic writer as well as the producer of the monthly stage show Bedpost. Here at the Bedpost podcast, I like to invite guests and performers from the stage show to indulge me in a more in depth conversation about sex and sexuality. And this week, we have co founder and co producer of Crimson Wave Comedy and the Crimson Wave podcast, Natalie Norman. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> you would think that I'd be used to podcasting by now, but I always fuck up right off the top. It's so crazy. I literally just recorded an episode today. You did? So dumb. I'm like, ah, do, ah. Okay, oh, this do is I how speak it works. now? I, yeah. I, I, well, I don't know. I've talked to Jess a lot about Crimson Wave. I don't know if I've talked to you. I'm a huge fan. Like, I listen to this Stop. a lot. I probably have a lot of more insight into us into you yeah and Jess yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's amazing how much people know about us I feel like I'm approaching the same thing with this podcast how could you not yeah yeah like there's there's no when you're talking about sexuality and vulvas and menstruation that's it yeah you gotta have real talks you gotta well and that's how you make a good podcast yeah is those intimate moments right (laughs) And hey, you! Uh, congratulations, because you just recorded your hundredth. Yeah, we we're, episode. We've done. Or you're over it now. Well, yeah, yeah, but we're still fresh. Yes, we're you're one, freshly hundred. We're freshly hundred. We're one hundred two now, but it's still very close. Are you amazed? Are you? What oh do you think God. about it? It's insanity. It's literally insanity. Like I don't. Episodes. I don't think. Either of us thought anything of it when we started. Yeah. Like, we're just like, well, we'll record. We did we did 10 before we, like, released the first one. Like, oh, we, yeah. We banked eh? a bunch. And we were like, we'll see what happens. You know? Maybe people will like it. Maybe people won't. Like, yeah. all we knew, I feel, I don't want to speak on her book, but all I knew is that we were having fun. Yeah. And what was really great is that people felt that they could be open in a way that they've never been. Yeah. And I really like that. I think me and Jess are particularly open people. Yeah. So I think it's easy for us. And then people will be like, I've never told anyone this story. <laughs> That's so great. Those are the moments, right? Yeah. That yeah. And you're like, wait, you're telling us though? On like, air. On right? air. You know this mic's on. <laughs> That's amazing. So. Um do, who began? Who whose idea was it? Who how did you guys get started? Oh, it's a, it's like so. This is a story. Yeah, this is like the long. Like I'll spice it up a little. Okay, the long and short of it. I was at the central. So <laughs> I go into this really detailed thing. I was at the central, and when I was first starting, I was probably a year in, and someone I was doing a period joke. Okay, and someone another female comedian was like, "You can't do that," and I was like, "Go fuck yourself." I wow. hate I hate when people put boundaries on me like that because especially with menstruation. I'm like, I've had my period since I was like yeah. 10. Why can't I talk about Why? This? Well, her, her reasoning was like, that's so outdated. What? Like, which I don't, it's bullshit. And she was like, do you want to be Paula Poundstone? And I was like, yes. <laughs> yes. What a ridiculous question. <laughs> of if course I, have, I do. If I get to wear blazers 
and have that success, sure, fuck it. That's the best. Yeah. So, um, and then I originally start. I used to do one-off shows where I'd raise money for a certain charity, a woman-centric charity. So the first one was like no rape jokes, and we did a big show, and we did a big hoopla. And then I did one where I co-produced it with, I brought Jess on and Catherine McCormick. Did you go to school with Jess, or? No, we met through comedy. Okay, cool. And it was like, this is like, we weren't even really friends, to be honest. Like, it was just someone I was like, oh, she's cool. I feel like she has the same values as me. Let's try working together. Cool. I really like collaborating. I hardly ever do any projects on my own. Yeah. so we did a show called Stories from Your Red Tent. Nice. And we invited comedians to talk about their period in a very open and explicit way. And then I turned to Jess one day. We were talking, like, when we were becoming friends. I was like, why aren't we doing a podcast? Yeah. Because I had a podcast before with Catherine McCormick. And, like, you know, it's hard working with someone. So, yeah. like, you know, we separated and went our own ways. And I wanted a podcast because I thought it was fun. And she was like, yes, let's fucking do this. And, like, we awesome. worked together and bring our own suits and strengths and there it is. <laughs> and the dynamic between you two is just hilarious. You mean like, insanity? It's insanity. <laughs> like, it's like you being just off the wall. Like, I, I feel like, like, emotional, like, irrational, and Jess is just, like, eye-roll, sarcastic. Yeah. Like, we're the, we're the to, new odd couple. It's great. Oh, my God. <laughs> Thank it's you. It's just, like... Besides all the awesome stuff you do talk about, like, uh, about menstruation and all the guests you have, like, just you two talking on air is just so funny. Like... It's intense. Sometimes it's intense. Like, sometimes you get in fights. Sometimes, like... I think I told you uh, when you did my show, when you did Bedpost, I was, like, sick that week, and I told you that, like... I just listened to a lot of Crimson Wave that yeah, week. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, whoa, thank you. And, and then you were like, oh, you just listened to me and just fight all week? <laughs> like, Yeah, that's basically what you did. That's not going to make you feel better. <laughs> I, I described our relationship the other day on stage as um, uh, a divorce. Uh, the, you're fighting before your parents get officially divorced. <laughs> like, yeah. it's just so insanity. Yeah. But there's a lot of love there. Oh, yeah. yeah you, like, can, you can feel that, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, 100 episodes. Do you have, like, uh, any favorite guests or any favorite moments? I mean, they're so... Like, Are there standouts, though? Yes, for sure they're standouts, and I feel bad focusing on one because, like... But I love the ap- like episode with Ashley Moffat. Yeah? What about that episode? Well, she's just, Ashley Moffat is just such a fucking character. She's a brilliant stand-up, and she was just so ready for the podcast. Right. Because I think sometimes people, like, don't know what to expect. They've listened to a few episodes. Maybe they haven't, which is totally cool. Yeah. It's just they don't know what to expect. Sure. And she was just, like, gung-ho and fucking ready, but so her. Because sometimes yes. it's a different medium. You don't know how to react. And, like, you don't know how to be yourself necessarily on a podcast, right? Sure, sure, sure. And she was just Ashley fucking Moffat. Awesome. And, like... It was just so much fun. And then the week after that, we had Deanne Smith, where there was this, like, really weird energy in the room. And you're just like, what is happening? Like, you feel it. Yeah. And it's, like, excitement. Feel the change. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, like, so there is so many of the other ones where I feel like there's that energy. It's just, like, those two were so close together. And we had just finished being in a fight. Ah. (laughs) Like, in a big fight, Jess and I. So it was, like, really nice to, like, it felt like we came back, like, really strong. Yeah. Nice. 
So, and that's usually the episode when people are like, oh, can you send us, like, a clip? We send that one out. That one? Yeah, cool. Because it's, also, it got a lot of traffic in that, like, people started sending, like, love letters to Ashley. Wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, that I also love. So, she did all right for the podcast. Yeah, she did pretty good. She did pretty good. Yeah. Is there is there more left to talk about? Like... <laughs> Like, about menstruation? Yeah, about, like, yeah, between the two of you, like, I mean, what do you guys see, like, for the next, the next hundred episodes? Oh, my, oh my God. God. I don't <laughs> want to think about the next hundred. It's, it's like, because we we'll do, choke each other out. Well, because, yeah, there's a good chance. I mean, like, what, what is in the future for Crimson Wave? Like, I mean, what, what ideas do you guys have that you haven't done yet? There's, like, to me, I'm, I'm the kind of person that believes that anything and everything is possible. Yeah. And um, I think there's so many places for us to go that we haven't even thought of. Yeah, yeah. But I also know that it's like a really interesting time in both our lives because Jess works on her writing. I don't like write in the sense that I don't write personal articles. I don't right. I don't share writing like that. And it's a very strong passion for her. Yeah, she's a great writer. She's great a great writer. Yeah. And um, I mean, she wants to like, she likes directing and all that stuff and acting. And I like producing live shows. Yeah. So it's a really interesting time because I started, I I now have a week, a monthly show in Guelph. Like I oh, live wow. in Toronto, I go to Guelph every month. Okay. And I do a, a feminist stand-up show there. Cool. She has one in Waterloo. Cool. So they're not, like they're separate, but like, but I, hers is every four months, but I do my monthly. Yep. Super important for me. And I also started another show, monthly show. And then I'm starting my fourth one ideally soon, like oh, in June. God. So like, I love live producing. I love being in front of a crowd. And it's just like a, it's, it's hard now to navigate where, um, we, ha- we can keep our separate projects, but still work on this. And mm-hmm. like, it's like a main priority for both of us in many ways, but we also want to make sure we have our independence. Have your own things. And I really, we both really love working with so many different people. Yeah. Oh man, the community of women in Toronto just well, and this is the bonkers. And yeah, it's amazing. I can't. I can never talented, creative, motivated. I will never get over how like new new female comedians come up out of nowhere. Yeah, all the time, all the time, and they're so good. Yeah, and they're so good, and they're so wonderful, and I love that. And um, so it's like a hard time because we're trying to navigate, and I'm on like. I'm dating more. I wasn't dating before. Okay. I didn't date before, so this is, like, another new thing into the mix, which is, like, hard to navigate because you're like, well, I have, you know, like, literally the last two weeks, I've had a show almost every fucking night. Wow, good for you. I booked myself like crazy. Work it. I I, I just, like, I'm I'm constantly working at night, and then I'm trying to navigate how to go on a date and work with someone else's schedule, Yeah. and then, like, I've got... The Jewish holidays coming up, yeah. <laughs> Which, like, I'm not a super religious person, but it is like a more religious holiday. Sure. Yeah, yeah. It's just like a very interesting time in both our lives, and like, um, and what we both want is is different, but same at the same time. So, yeah. who knows what will happen? So, who the hell knows? Yeah. Uh, you recently had speaking of uh, the great community of women, and also how you don't usually write articles and that type of thing. Yeah. You had a, a big list published. Yeah. So what recently, I, right? So, yes. I saw in the metro. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Where they didn't use my picture. <laughs> yeah, they used some of the uh, the featured comedians. They used the every other comedian's picture but mine. Okay, so tell tell uh, the listeners what we're talking about. Exactly. Okay, so what had happened is. I get invited to so every comedy event every week. Yeah. So that's like anywhere from tw- 20 to 40 events that are going in the city. 
Um, most of them are stand-up, but I do get invited to improv and sketch and all that stuff. And I look at the list because I'm curious. I'm like, what is this show created? What is this person creating? What's happening? Who are they booking? I like to know. Yeah. I think it's super important to know what's going on in your community. Yeah. And I notice for a good, like a good chunk of shows, there's no female on it. Oh, yeah. Been there, yeah. Or if there is, it's one. Yes. And people are like, well, at least there's one. And I think... And not even featured, probably. Not even featured yeah. or like... They're in a sketch troupe. Yes. The one female in the sketch troupe. Yeah, exactly. Or and like... Four stand-ups and whatever. Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck is going on? And then... And I also... Um, I've also asked, like, people, producers who are my friends, and I'll be like... Book more women. Well, I'll ask them this. The I go, why didn't you have women on your show? And they'll be like, I couldn't think of someone, or, like, I don't... I'm like, first of all, I'm like, I'm here. I'm standing yeah. right in front of you. you. Like, you know I exist, so that's a fucking lie. And they're all around you as well, like... And, and I also think it's, like, an arrogance, like, I'm gonna get... If someone listens, I'm gonna get shot in the face for this, but, like, <laughs> I think there's an arrogance with producers where they, where they have a certain level of show where they're like, well, I don't need to look for new talent. Yeah, I don't need to. Right. I don't need to care. Like people are coming to me and asking me for spots, and for me as a producer who books a weekly show, which is predominantly women heavy, yeah. I like to book different talent, different levels. I think it creates for an interesting perspective. I think it's an interesting show. Yeah, I think it's more well rounded. I think the audiences appreciate it more. Yeah. So for me, I'm always like I. I do go to open mics still very frequently, yeah. so I meet a lot of new people. Yeah, I'm big on booking new talent as well. Yeah, I think it just it's fun. It's yeah, I'm, like it's exciting to have them maybe have their read their first erotic story or something like that on stage, and they bring like 20 people to see them this yeah. huge monumental performance for them. Like, and they're that's so a great excited. Moment. Yeah, and yeah, I, yes, that's the big thing too. They're so excited. Well, about and like to do your show. I'm like so, and it's exhausting sometimes. Like, I don't want to have the same people on every show. That too. That yeah. creates, like, a stale show for your audience if you have regulars. Yeah. And so I created the list being like, listen, you don't have to do what I say you should do. <laughs> but if you want a solution to the problem, and I'm really yeah, big. If the problem truly is, I couldn't think of anyone, I don't know anyone, where would I find people? Yeah, if that's your if issue. If that truly is the issue. Which it's not. Yeah. Which then, is not. Then, that's the whole point. That's yeah. not your fucking issue. Right. You're just an asshole. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but, like, if that's the problem, here's your solution. Because I think um, it's great to talk about the problems. I think it's even better if you can offer a solution. Yeah, sure. So this was my solution to the problem where I compiled a list yeah. of everyone I can think of. And I don't know every female stand-up. And I said that on my original post. I was like, I don't know everyone. I try to learn everyone. I'm trying to meet everyone. It is hard. Um, but I included their name. If they have a website, I also yeah, went, in, I went out of the way to find the website. And That's I went great. out of the way to find their Twitter. Because also, I get a lot of, well, can I have a video? Can I see your Twitter? Right. Can I see this? And I'm like, shut up. <laughs> just like, shut up. Maybe you should just... Maybe, like, take a chance on someone. Yeah, really. You yeah. Know, like, is For that it, one spot that you're, you know, everyone else are veterans. Like, can you take a chance on that yeah, one spot? Yeah, like, give them a shorter spot. Like, they'll just yeah. be happy to fucking be there. Yeah, totally. They'll and bring like, people, like, <laughs> come on, you're supporting new artists. Give me a break. Yeah, and I was like, it's also how just funny do it. people forget that they were fucking new. Yeah, right. Like, you were new. Who once gave you a chance? Exactly. And most of them will be like, no one, actually, like, people will be like, no one gave me a chance. I just worked really, really fucking hard. And I'm like, go and fuck yourself. And so are these people, you know. And, like, I got I, I got so many funny complaints, which I thought was so funny. It was like, one of the biggest complaints was, why wasn't it alphabetical? 
And I was like, now you're just picking. Now you're just <laughs> like, just you're, you're, you're an asshole. Because, like, if you think, like, I made the list. If you think I'm going to sit there and alphabetize every fucking person, <laughs> it's 150 people. Yeah. I'm not doing that for you. Yeah. Because the complaint was I was first and Jess was second. Oh. And I was like. Whatever, guys. I was like, well, <laughs> listen, if you think I'm not going to be the first person I think about in, in comedy, like, you you're not. Yeah. You, you're nuts because you're the first. Like, it's also like if you are making a list. You would think of yourself first, and don't don't fucking say otherwise. That's dumb. So it's I just think it's that's just people trying to hate, right? Yeah, and that's I also like I was very weary of posting lists. I had it for two weeks prior to that, and like I don't know. It's, I just think it's funny. I just think like don't make bullshit excuses. Like yeah. we're adults. So where can we find this list? It's a Google document. Great. So I don't know how it's searchable, but it is in like a bunch of stand up groups. Yeah. Um, it's on the Metro article, so I'm. Pretty sure if you search female Toronto stand-up comedians, yep. um, if you find me on Facebook, I will gladly message it to you. I've done it for a few wonderful nice. people. That's the nice thing. Also, for all the criticism, I've had a lot of producers reach out to me and be like, hey, I'm how looking- do I get this list? Give me the list. Yeah, give me the awesome. list. Or like, can you recommend someone off the list? And I'll pick a name and I'll be like, I hear this person's good. Great. Go for it. Yeah. What do you have to lose? Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's yeah. That's a big thing that I'm always doing. If I'm trying to... Because I love to do super female heavy shows as well. And, you know, if someone's not available that I really want... Okay, well, who would you recommend? Yeah. Like, I got... Ify couldn't do a show. And then she's like, how about Coco and Daphne? And I was like, great idea. Yeah. <laughs> and now I have them both, like, in the next two shows. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Just and- like, uh, yeah. If some, the person you want isn't available, like, ask them who they recommend. Because female comedians know other female comedians. Yeah, we, we're, we're, we're knit. And we're also we're super supportive. I'm saying we like I'm a female comedian. But uh, I feel like I, you, I'm you, a female performer. You are in the range. I'm a You're female in the performer. I'm in the outer circle. Yeah, there, but like you know, we know other gals to recommend. So yeah, there's always I ask always around. It's I always hard. have ten names ready. Yeah, great. Yeah, 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 <laughs> totally. <laughs> you have to. you are and you are number one. I am fucking By the number way, one. The person you're talking to, number two, just believe. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that like, and then like three and four and five were like uh, Steph Tolev, Robbie Hoffman, and Catherine McCormick. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna put my three fucking best friends next. Of course. Because I also do think they're so fucking talented. Yeah. And don't, and like it's like, don't lie if you don't think these people are fucking talented. So, yeah. like, go fuck yourselves. Yeah, yeah. Anyways. Totally. <laughs> Anyways. So heated. <laughs> um, so I feel, like, I feel like I want to talk about sex. So I feel like we should take a break and then come back and do that. Okay. Are you up for it? I'm up for anything. I know you are. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back in a moment with Natalie Norman. Hey there, everyone in podcast land. I just wanted to take a minute to thank all of you for listening to me every week and for making the Bedpost podcast the great success that it is already turning out to be. We have some absolutely amazing guests coming up that I'm going to tell you about right now. We have trans activist and owner of Come As You Are Sex Shop, Jack Lehman, coming up. We have sketch comedian Colin Sharp. We have Andrew Gerza and Stella Palikarova coming in from Deliciously Disabled, which is an organization that finally puts sex and disability in bed together. Thank you so much for listening to the Bedpost podcast, everyone, and I hope you enjoy the rest of the episode. 
Okay, welcome back, everybody. We're here at the Bedpost Podcast with Natalie Norman. I'm here. I'm back. Natalie's here. <laughs> I didn't leave. <laughs> yeah, we never left. We just turned it off for like 30 <laughs> seconds. I'm like, need to pee? Need to drink water? No, no. Great. Can you imagine I just like walked out and never came back? <laughs> Have you ever had that fear? <laughs> On a break? Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I don't think I've had anyone like have a cigarette break. Well, because that's on rid- break. that would be ridiculous. Yeah. That takes too long. Nobody's done that. It's just like yeah. top top up your tea. Usually, I'm a tea offerer. Well, do you want to top up your tea? I didn't even ask you. Oh, you're so rude. <laughs> I am. It's rude in my house. Yeah. No. Oh my god. So Natalie, yeah. sex. Yeah, I really like it. <laughs> you know what? Okay, from the podcast, let me say. So I get. I don't know how active your sex life. Yeah. Is but you present as somebody super sexual, so sexually charged, and like I describe my libido. So this is what I describe my libido as. Uh-huh. We have to preface this with I am on SSRIs. Yes, right. So for Which those, I know from from yes. listening to Crimson Wave. Yeah. I don't know how how many people know this about SSRIs or not, but they are known for lowering your and female. Everyone has a different. Um, sexual aspect that relates to their SSRIs. Now, for Can some, you tell people first of all what the what that so, uh, what SSRIs are. SSRIs are I don't know exactly what they stand for, yeah, but yeah. they're medication for anxiety, depression, yeah. um, mental illness, or whatnot. Yeah. Um, and I take two different types, and so I take so I originally was on this one called Effexor Venaflexine is the generic version. Mm-hmm. I've been on it for I think twelve years. Mm-hmm. And sexual the SSRIs are notorious for lowering female sex drives. Okay, I have been on them for ten years. If this is my lowered sex drive, I'm be careful. I am (laughs) fucked because watch out. Because I look. This is like like okay. So yeah, what does this look like? What does this look like? It's chaos in my mind. (laughs) It, It it is. It is like absolute chaos. Like. I also think it's because I waited a long time to have sex, and I right. also, like, I went through puberty very early, and, like, my parents, like, there was never any boundaries about, like, sex or anything. Like, you know, they were never, like, I was never not allowed to watch sexual television. Like, they didn't right. give a shit. Right. Um, so, for me, this is what it looks like. We'll start with, I get my period, and I'm crazy fucking horny. Like, <laughs> no, it's, like, it's just the absurd. The most horny. It's absurd. It's, when like, you're on your period. it's just, it's un... <laughs> Unmanageable? It's unmanageable, but it was like, <laughs> it's just like the thirst is real. The thirst is real. The thirst is yes. fucking real. The struggle is real. The struggle is real. Like, it's just like, <laughs> it's just like, I get distracted easily and I'm just like, I'm just like super turned on. And then I'll get, my period will finish and there'll be one day, one day of the whole fucking month uh-huh. where I don't give about, give a shit about sex. Okay. And it's only one day that I get relief. Wow. Because otherwise, it's like constant. Like, I'm ovulating and I'm just like super wet. And like, it's a very distracting issue to have because, like, it's just like, because I do suffer from obsessive compulsive behavior. Like, it's managed now. But if I'm not taking care of myself, like, that thoughts just get increased. They just increase. Yeah. So, and I'm not like, like, it's just, like, there's one day a month, and I, like, realize it's going on. I'll be like, wow, I haven't thought about sex today. 
Hmm, good day. Wow. So, okay. So, like, masturbating a lot. But that, so this is what's no. interesting is, like, I have this high sex drive. Yes. But I can go two to three weeks without masturbating. Interesting. So, and this is, like... Do you think that's there's a connection there that maybe if you did more often that... I know if I do... Have if, you tried that ever? So, yes. So, this is what I know. I know if I masturbate more often, mm-hmm. my sex drive gets even higher. Wow, even higher! Oh my god, it does, it does. Because like, <laughs> my that's bo- possible. Because my body's like primed for it, and it's like excited. Um, but I have a because of the medication. I also have a lot of like side effects with masturbating, and I have a lot of difficulties with my vulva region. Okay, where I don't come easily. That's okay. like another so lack of sensitivity, so, perhaps. Or? Yeah, so it's a lack of sensitivity, okay. and maybe that's truly what my side effects with the medication because it varies from woman to woman. Sure. So like, I don't climax. Easily, even with myself. Yeah. Um, Which, I mean, lots of women don't. Well, lots of women don't, but, like, as a very sexual person, there's, like, a thing in my head where I feel really easy. Right. Because I'm turned on relatively easily. And it just, for whatever reason. Yeah, it just, it doesn't happen. So, like, I don't like to masturbate a lot because I know if, like, say I masturbate yesterday and I try again today, I won't climax. Right. And I know it's not all about climaxing. Sure. But well, I, masturbating usually is. Though. Yes, masturbating is. Masturbating usually is. Yeah. Sex is not, no, but... But, like, for masturbating, yeah. it feels very unfulfilling. To not. It's very frustrating. Sure. Yeah, been and, there. Been and there, I, baby. And I'm just like, <laughs> well, so, like, I can't have it... I can't masturbate all the time because it's it's not... It just doesn't work. Yeah. See, for me, yeah, my thing with masturbating, I only masturbate once a week, maybe, mm-hmm. because I feel like with my partner... Um, I want to kind of save my orgasms because I don't orgasm super easily either. Yeah. So I kind of want to ha- save my orgasms f- to be with my partner. So if I'm getting off like every other day, then there's a higher chance that I'm not going to get off. I like that. With Matt. Yeah. And I like, I prefer the orgasms with the partner than solo. Well, of course. it's. I think it's more intimate. It's nicer and like it's very fulfilling. Yeah. So the max I can probably orgasm and still enjoy orgasms with my partner is about once a week. Yeah. And like yeah. it's also about finding that happy balance. Yeah. Yeah. I figured that out. Yeah. Like after a long time of not coming, being able to come with partners yeah. and not really knowing how to, why or, you know. And or I'm how... Sure, could have been a variety of reasons. Like Could have be, been the partners. Yeah, it could have been every reason under the sun, literally, yeah. why you can't come with a partner. But, you know, I kind of, with my with Matt anyway, yeah. we've kind of figured out, you know, I've yeah. kind of figured out how to. Which is wicked, which is the come, ideal perspective. How to come with him the most often, yeah. Which is what, like, I think, in a healthy relationship, you might want. Yeah, you might. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I can't speak for everyone, so I don't want to speak ever for everyone. But I think you would want that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so so like I am a very like I have a high sexual energy. Yeah. So so like you're thinking about dudes. I, you're seeing guys. I like. I wouldn't. I like. What type of stuff is like running through your mind? So I'm also like a very heavy daydreamer. Okay. So, like, I mean, it was more of a problem when I was younger and I was in school. (laughs) And, like, the teacher would be talking and I'd just be, like, my eyes would be fluttering shut. Because I'd be, like, having these really intense dream scenarios. Because I'm a heavy dream. Like, I love dreams and I love, like romantic scenarios and I'm not someone who goes to a bank of the ba- of my back memories right. I look for I make up scenarios so in it's the like future. a fantasy type I'm really into like fantasies gotcha so um, that's what it is it's like 
I'll, so you're just dreaming up scenarios. Yeah, yeah I love yeah, it. Yeah. I love it. I play both roles. <laughs> I say what they're going to say. I say what they're going to do. I mean, it's a fantasy, so you have to if you're by yourself. <laughs> yeah, obviously, yeah. <laughs> um, have you ever thought of writing erotica? Like, I have. I'm not a great you? writer. It's like it's hard for me to get the ideas in here out there. Out on the page. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I hear you. I hear but you. I, do, I do love erotica. I discovered it earlier this year yeah. by accident. <laughs> Please explain. <laughs> I was seeing a guy, and I he loves, he loved, like, we're not seeing each other anymore, but he loved 1970s mystery novels, and I was okay. walking around St. Lawrence Market, and they had two that were each, like, $5, and they had these really wicked covers, mm-hmm. and, like, they were very ominous about what they fucking were, <laughs> and, like, you read the back, you're like, I don't even I don't, know. What is this? I don't know what the fuck What's is What's the genre? On. I don't even know. So I picked up one, and it was, like, the, un- I think it was... <laughs> It had a really funny name, and I alluded to being sexual, uh-huh. and it was about a, a professor um, who, like, it was the 70s, and who was, like, just, like, letting go of his life, uh-huh. and he was, like, very, like, he was sleeping with a lot of people, mm-hmm. but it was also a mystery novel, <laughs> <laughs> and I started reading it, and I was like, ah! This is hot. I was like, this is really fucking hot. Yeah. This is really hot, and it was like the kind of hot where, like, I watch, I consume a fair amount of porn. Yeah, like video porn. Video yeah. porn, yeah. and I feel like that was like sometimes I don't get to the point of turned on where I'd like to be with the visual porn. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes <coughs> you can, yeah, sometimes you need something else, something different stimulation. And I than felt just like visu- visual. Yeah. And yeah. I felt with the erotica, it was like a deeper turn on. Yeah, well, especially been... with your imagination, you're saying. Like, yeah. That, for me, that seems like, yeah, it would be much more suited to And it, it. wasn't even, like, anything particular, like, like very... like Explicit? This, yeah, it was 1970s, like, very soft It's pretty core. soft, yeah. So, it was like, you know, her skirt rose, and I was like, woo! It's happening! <laughs> Get ready, Natalie! Oh, this unhinged... I feel like it was called the unhinged man. Or some garbage like that. <laughs> and I, then I was like, well, I gotta give this away. <laughs> Because it was his gift. I bought it for him. <laughs> I wonder what he thought when he read it. I, oh he has, God. like, I doubt he's even gotten to it yet. Oh, yeah. Just a ton of books in that bedroom. But <laughs> I enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, so you so you said videos you usually use? I use mainly videos. Yeah. I like them to be very loud. Loud? That's interesting. Loud. I'm, I guess what it comes down to is I'm very blind. <laughs> So, so you need to be right to the chase. Well, like. but this is the thing. It's like when I watch porn, I'm in my bed, and I usually have my glasses off. And I'm, like, when I say, bl- like, I'm minus six. I don't know if that means anything to you. Yeah, minus I'm, ten, you're legally blind. Yeah, yeah. I'm at minus. I'm minus 6.75. Okay, so then you know what it's like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You take your glasses off, and you can't see a fucking thing. Yeah, forget masturbating in front of your computer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, like, I'll, I have a, always on my phone, and it's always up in my <laughs> fucking face. Like two inches from your face. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So On your phone. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, you're definitely missing stuff. So that's why I think I like it so loud. You need the audio because you can't <laughs> see the vision. Yeah, I can't really see. Everything's happening and I kind of know, but it's like a little muddy. Hey, you should listen to, like, <laughs> like audio erotica. 
Well, I think I would really like that. Yeah. I have, um, I actually was just interviewed yesterday by uh, Rose Carraway from the Kiss Me Quick podcast. Okay. And she, her whole deal is that all her stories are audio radio plays, like with sound effects. Okay. And she's got this very sultry voice. I just did an anthology with her, so she's interviewing all the authors. That's awesome. Um, via Skype. So, yeah, I would recommend I'm, Rose I'm, Carraway's Kiss Me Quick podcast. I, you know what I think would be really sexy is listening to that with a partner. Yeah, yeah. I think that would be really intimate, interesting way to, like, as foreplay. Yeah. Because I don't, like, I know people, I've never done this, but watch porn with a, a partner. Yeah, I've kind of, yeah, I, I have, but I find personally it's, like, porn is so... Like, yeah, you should be super intimate with your partner, but it's so personal. Right. It's so personal. The taste, like, yeah. of what type of porn, you yeah. know. Oh, I know. You watch, right? <laughs> like, it can be just crazy weird, like, but it's you by yourself in front of your screen. It's alone time. Yeah. So, like, I've so never... You, so there's no judgment there, obviously, but, like, with a second person watching what you jerk off to, like... Yeah, there's it can be self conscious. Like. Well, that's the thing, and the but I feel like an audio play is like you can you don't have to be focused on the screen. That too, yeah. Your eyes can be focused on your partner. Yeah, you can be doing stuff. That's yeah. a great idea, actually. I mean, I like I a like better the, idea than watching. I like together. the idea of like lying. In, I'm going to paint a scene for you. Great. Right now. <laughs> Let me have it. Lying in bed, yes. full blast surround sound with one of these audio plays. Really loud. Really loud. <laughs> and. Uh, ambient lighting. Yeah, of course. And a, a slight b- breeze. A breeze? Oh, nice. I like nice. a breeze. Yeah. I like a nice breeze. <laughs> and just looking at each other and like listening and looking at the other person. And getting kind of around. Like intimate and, and just yeah. like light touching. Yeah, yeah. I think that, like, to me, that's like. That's a night in. Yeah, that's a night fucking in. It's <laughs> a good fucking night in. Maybe some whiskey if you if you dare. Yeah, yeah. Have a glass of wine. Have a sangria. Yeah, it's spring. Yeah, like like back to the porn thing. Like Matt sometimes likes to request to see the porn that I got off to. Yeah, but I, which I usually do send him unless yeah. it's really bad and I'm really like yeah. <laughs> there's, well, that's, there's embarrassed about it. Yeah. We've all sometimes, been there. Sometimes I still will share it with him and we'll have a laugh about how ridiculous it is. But, like, sometimes I get off to porn that I know Matt would find arousing yeah. to think that I got off to it. I get it. And I'll still get off to it, but it's like I'm doing it because I know I'm going to send this video to Matt. Yeah. And this is, like, a more acceptable one that I can send to Matt. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, no, that's the thing is, like, I, I had, I've had conversations with past, like, I call everyone lovers. Lovers? I go with partners. I mean, that's the more proper term, because I'm not necessarily having a ton of sex with any of these people. Right, right. Um, But there's something romantic about lovers. Um, Totally. But I've had discussions with past lovers of, like, what kind of porn, and, like, you know, I find that, like, most male part, like, I only sleep with men, but most of the partners have been, like, really shy about what they want to say, and I'm like... I'm sure whatever I'm into is way weirder than what the fuck you're into. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's no way, because yeah. I know where I stand. Yes. And I'm aware of where other people stand. Yeah. So, and I'm sure, and I know I'm not that weird because it's easily accessible, the kind of porn I watch. Right. So, so like, what, for example, don't have to get super specific yeah, if you don't for want me, to, but no. just what genre of porn do you usually... Okay, so I'll say this. I like a story. Okay. 
And not in the sense of a story that I think most people are thinking of. Like, it doesn't have to be a really intricate story. I like power dynamics. Yeah. Uh, Just like a relationship type of thing. Yes. Like, there's got to... Who are like, these two I don't, people? Like, I don't like fucking bang taxis. Like, none of that right. bullshit or casting couches. That's not for me. Right. Like, because that, that to me seems too made up. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's right. too unrealistic. It's manufactured. It's obviously... Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like there to seem like, maybe this is possible, <laughs> right. even though it's extreme. <laughs> I, and, like, I like there to be some lead up. And, like, sometimes I watch a porno and, like, the actual sex or sexual activity is, is like, the last minute. Yeah, yeah, okay. And it's the whole lead up. Yeah. Like, the, that, the eroticism and that, like, weird, like, what's happening? Who is this going to go down at? How are they gonna fuck? Like, see that? See, you would like erotica and uh, audio erotica because, like, that's the main. That's the meat of it. It's yeah. the anticipation and the arousal and like, like they haven't even touched yet for ninety percent of it. Yeah, and I love that. Yeah, I love that build up. Yeah, and I love that like suspense and like that not knowing and yeah. what's gonna and how's it gonna go down. I love that. Yeah. So I do think it is harder to find. A greater quantity of visual porn like that. Yeah, I agree. Where I, would you? Where do you even find stuff? I like have that? gone through all of Pornhub. Yeah, I have. So it's not like you you're watching a like a feminist porn or anything like that. I don't like particularly that. watch feminist porn, which I know I think a lot of people would be shocked <laughs> by knowing who I am. Eh, you know, I just like I'm not looking for like. Yeah, so you're just going on Pornhub. I'm, I'm porn. like yeah. like I don't want overly romantic porn either. Right. Because then I start, like, me and Jess actually talked about this on the podcast, how she, like, she watches romantic porn. Okay. And she was watching it the other day, and she felt sad after masturbating. And I think I'm the same way. I think if I was watching really intimate porn between a loving couple, mm-hmm. I would just feel very lonely afterwards. Right, okay. And that's not the point of what's Of masturbation. Ha- yeah. yeah. It's for me to fucking get off. Yes. It's not for me to feel lonely or, like, yeah. be like, no, I'm I wish I had that. Yeah, because that's how I feel. I start to feel fucking envious. Yeah. And like, like empathy. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to feel any real relation to these characters. <laughs> like, because what they're doing isn't real. No. For the most part. And like, I don't know if real partner, like partners do make romantic porn and release it. I don't, I think it's I'm all matter. Sure a small percentage. But most of it's of still porn. manufactured. Yes. And it's just good. To kept, look that way. Yes. Yes. So like, I don't know. That's just, and I know where I have a boundary, like like I have boundaries of where like I'll think I'm like oh I could watch this and I'm like ah I went too no wait no wait yeah I've been there oh, yeah <laughs> I was like I thought I thought I could handle it I thought this was gonna be a good one yeah <laughs> just fucking went I had, I literally believe I have been through all of Pornhub <laughs> <laughs> like for the kind of porn I like yeah I've seen it all yeah there's limited yeah yeah see I usually get off like in the first. Because as I said, like, I usually only get off once a week. So I usually get off in the first, like, five minutes. So it's Go all... Go fuck yourself. It's all the, no, it's all the same stuff, though. Okay. It's, like, warm-up stuff that yeah. really gets me going. Like, if I just watched the... Yeah, the fucking, it would do nothing. The fucking, nothing. I would, it would do absolutely nothing. I would not be able to get off to that. But that's also, like, when I'm actually having, like, an intimate moment with a partner, like... My favorite parts is the foreplay. Yes, it's not necessarily when his penis goes in my vulva or vagina, whatever. Yeah. I mean, there is sometimes it goes around the vulva. Yeah, you know I mean? it can rub around the vulva. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> but it's like the moments that lead up to it, and the moments after that I really love. Yes, yeah. The really intimate 
moments because sometimes you end up fucking someone and then you realize, oh, this person's just fucking me. Yes. Like, they don't give a shit about who I am. So I really like that, those build-up moments, so. Yeah, in porn, as well in real life. Yeah. So are you, so you're just casually dating right now? I am casually dating. Casually dating. Which is a real weird thing for me because I think most people I end up casually dating don't realize I'm casual. Like, I'll be like, I am casual with you, and then they'll be like, no, you're in love with me. And I'll be like, no. (laughs) I'm like... (laughs) I'm sorry I didn't tell you I've been fucking someone else, but, like, you told me you had boundaries, so I held back, and I made sure you didn't know about the other person. Mm, Right. And then, but I'm a very, I've been described not to toot my own horn, I don't know if this is toot my own horn, but a very attentive person. Yeah. So, if you're a friend of mine. that's crazy selfish to say that, or crazy arrogant to say that. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) But, like, when when I'm dating someone, casual or not, if you're going to be in my life in some way, I want you to feel really fucking special. Yeah, you're going to put some attention into it. I put probably... I get accused of putting too much attention. Okay. Oh, so, do you know... Have you heard of the lang- languages of love? No. So, there's five languages of love. You should check okay. this out. Oh, wait. Maybe I've heard a bit. Like, some people show love this way. Some yeah, people yeah, yeah. receive love a different way. Yes. Right. That's so, there's some... five ways that we show our love and affection for someone. Which are, like, what? Presence is one, isn't it? Gifts is one. And then one is, like, showing a pre- verbal appreciation. Like, your Compliments. Pretty, yeah, compliments. One is um, touch. One is uninterrupted time. And one is services. Right. Okay. So, I'm basically, for the better part, all five. Yeah, yeah, right. When I, I really believe nice. that. Nice. Well, it's you're a catch. I think so. <laughs> I think so. I, I. The problem is, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a deeply romantic person. Right. So casual or not, I'm going to treat every instant very romantic. Yeah. And I like fantasy, so yeah. I want you to feel like you're on this fantasy with me, which is very problematic in casual dating. Right. Because people think I care too much, like. And I don't think there's anything wrong with caring about someone a lot, but um, it scares a lot of people. Sure, yeah. They, they, it's like too much, too much, too much. And I'm like, well, I can't be someone else. Like, if you tell me you're not feeling well, I'm gonna bring you soup. Yeah. If I see something at a grocery store that I know you're like, I'll I'm buy grab it. it. If you're turning me on, I'm gonna tell you that I think you're attractive. You know, if you said something that's funny, you know, I'm gonna want to spend time with you and no one else. Like mm-hmm. that's. That's what it is to me, dating. So, so do you have that conversation first, the casual conversation? Of this is casual. It's implied that non non monogamous. Uh, it, it depends on every, oh, yeah, case by case. Basis, it's case I'm by sure. case. I'm learning, right? So, like with one partner, I wish I had expressed that this is the type of person I am. Because it was too much for him. Right. And he like he gave me a lot of, it's complicated. And I was like, it's not complicated. This is just who I am. Right? So it went really down the toilet because he couldn't handle that. But also, if he can't handle it, get the fuck out of my life. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So um, it's interesting. I like to have what are we looking for at the top of a conversation. Cool. Because I think it's important to set not necessarily boundaries up, but expectations of what this could be or can't be. Yeah, and just to see whether you want the same thing. Yes. Because if they want a, a monogamous relationship and you want casual, then right there, it's like, okay, well. And the, and this is the thing. I am open to anything. Like, I am open to being monogamous with someone. I am open to being casual with someone. I am open to polyamory. Like, I, I don't think I'm looking for anything specific. I right. mean, my partners will argue that I'm looking for a relationship. Okay. <laughs> but they can go fuck themselves. 
I mean, like... I, I mean, I feel the same way, though. Like, say say I... If I was seeing multiple partners, I'm not at the moment, nor do we really venture into yeah. total polyamory territory, but... You know, we're seeing a we're seeing a girl for a time, yeah. with the two of us, and like, I was right, I'm right there exactly what you're saying. Like, this is a new person in my life, and I'm like, even though it's casual, like Matt and I are more, way more intimate and serious, yeah. clearly, um, and this new person is quote unquote casual. I still treated it like I want it to be fun. Let's go on dates to do cool things, like, right? And to them, they didn't. I, I guess they had different uh, definitions of casual. Well, this is what the big problem is, is everyone has such a different... It's very subjective. ...idea of what casual is. Yeah, because casual to me means... Mostly means that you're not monogamous. Yes. that's I And think, that's mostly what it means, I think, to me. Yeah, is that like... I think casual can mean we see each other any number of times a week. We can see each other twice. We can see each other every three weeks. And the idea is that we are not just attached to each other. Yeah. And I guess that's just... To me, that's just dating. Yeah, yeah. That's just dating. Yeah, that should be with your monogamous partner as well. But then there comes issues when people have, like... I've had... I'm, like, really working hard on not being jealous because I was jealous. I would say in November, when I started dating certain people, I was very jealous. Right. And then I kind of, like... I learned very fast, and I learned a lot, and I was like, fuck it. Just because I don't see that person as often as I'd like to or, like, whatever doesn't mean they don't like me. Yeah. Or they're not into me as much as I'm into them. Yes. It's just a reality of life. Yeah. And, like... And a reality of casual dating. Yes. Yeah. And, like, I think jealousy is a really toxic emotion to have. Agreed. And, and feeling, and it's really fucked me up. And I kind of just, like, threw it to the wind, and I feel a lot lighter and a lot less anxious, and it lets me be happier not being jealous because there's no... There's nothing n- good that comes out of nothing, jealousy. Yeah. Nothing at all. And I don't want to make a partner feel jealous. All I want to know is that when I'm with you, let's feel great. Let's go do something fun. Yes. Maybe yeah. we'll have sex tonight. Maybe we won't. Yeah. Who fucking knows? Yeah. And to me, it was like I was hoping to have an, having an emotional uh, relationship, but they were not. To them, casual meant... And that's such a weird fine line because I think if you see someone... And I wasn't looking to fall in love with this person at all. Yeah. But I was looking at trying to engage emotionally. Well, because I think... Well, let's flirt. Let's like, you know, let's have some texts back and forth and like... Right? Oh my God. So I think that's also the big problem. Maybe we should date. (laughs) That's probably the one. (laughs) Too bad you don't see me. Yeah. I get that a lot. (laughs) I bet. I, I think that's what it is, though, is, like, for me, just because we're casual does not mean we can't have emotional connection. Have a connection, yeah. And, like, I'm going to have, like, if I'm seeing you more than twice. Then we'll I'm pro- going to develop, yeah, like, an attachment. Yeah, because also, if I'm not emotionally attached with you. Why am I fucking you? <laughs> I'm right there with you. I, I, I just, and, and don't play that garbage with me that you're not feeling anything emotional. Because you can't, I think it's very rare very rare, and I do think there's people like that that you don't have emotional yeah, connection. Yeah, just zero and sleeping with the yeah. person. Like I think, I think that's you're not. I personally don't believe that's not good sex. Like I've had I agree, sex I agree, I agree, with someone I who I don't feel an emotional connection from, and was it fun? Sure. Was it the best? No. Nowhere near to great. Yeah, and like I think the fun part of sex is being intimate yeah. with someone. Yeah. So it leads to a lot of issues, and 
it makes dating casual dating difficult because sure. I think people give up a lot of they say uncasual so it negates their emotional responsibility that too yeah and I think it's a bullshit and I think it's a cop out and I think like you know you're involving with me if you're seeing me on a fairly regular basis you're fucking you're in it yeah whether like, or not I, you want to be you've yeah. done it and it's that's a crappy reason because like would you treat your friend that way? Would you if your friend texted you, "Hey, let's go out tonight," and you just don't respond because you're an asshole? Like, would you do that to your friend? No. So don't do that to your casual yeah partner. And so I've had to get used. I've gotten used to very much being like, like treat them as you would treat a good friend. Well, of I yours, think it right? comes down to base level of respect too. That too. Yeah. It's like there's people that just don't respect other people's like wishes or intentions and like they're like well I don't feel like you have to write me back that often so therefore I don't have to write you back that often and I'm like well we're different people and you like me so why wouldn't you try to make me a little happier it's so fucking easy where's the block like where's the disconnect yes well and I and I've learned where the like it's the game like that and I don't play games I'm 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 very adamant about not playing games I will tell you how I feel about you I will tell you what I want for you I will tell you if I want you to be my boyfriend you will fucking know like that's one thing I do not miss about casual dating yeah. at all <laughs> the game is the game like especially at the in the first few months where you're trying to play cool and be like I don't oh, play cool ugh. I don't know how to play cool yeah I don't, I don't get I, that from you that you're gonna like no I don't pretend to like not really be and, like, too interested no and if you want to play cool I'm not the person to play with exactly yeah like it's not fucking for me it makes me yeah. anxious and i don't want me to too. feel anxious oh, yes me too it's, it's about anxiety for me like, yeah and the, i need to know what's going on yeah totally yeah, and like, i just like if i if i'm entering in a relationship or some sort of casual thing there should be zero fucking anxiety yeah it should be easy it should feel good and that's all it should fucking feel and i've learned the hard way yeah get the fuck out no matter how much you fucking like the person or how much sexually attracted, it if is If you're feeling not- anxiety, just constantly just cut it out. And it's cut hard. It and yeah. it's hard. I've let it go on for too long Way sometimes. Way too long, yeah. Me too. But that's part of learning. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. It's growing up. Man. Yeah. Yeah, learning what you want. I'm in a better place for, for, for it. it. There you I go. I mean, I still have some no resentment. <laughs> I do have some regrets, but I mean, <laughs> little regrets, some resentment. Oh, it's probably a tagline. lot of all of it. <laughs> but the important thing is, I don't bring it into new relationships. Yeah. Oh, good for you. Yeah. Don't carry yeah. it over. Don't. Yeah. No. Just deal with your issues. Work them out before, like moving yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. Ideally, I'm in a better place now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good to hear that now. Do I sound like I'm trying to convince Yeah, yeah. Right, right. Who are you trying to convince? Um, okay, let's talk about sex. All right, we have let's, it. let's sex it up here. Uh, do you use, do you like to use toys? When you masturbate, do you use a toy? Okay, so. So. Oh, my God. Tell me the setup. Because I have such a difficulty <laughs> masturbating. Right, yeah. Um, I've tried multiple toys. I haven't found one that I particularly like. Yeah. I don't, like, I have a lot that, like, buzz, which I do not care for. Yeah. Like, they're like, and I'm not crazy about that sound. Yeah. I like the good old hand. Yeah. And I like, and I, I, I'm pretty, pretty rough with my genitals. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's like if you've seen some guys jerk off sometimes, and it just looks crazy, like. I feel like I'm that. <laughs> 
I feel like you know I'm what I mean. Like it looks like they're they're hurting themselves because they do it so vigorously to themselves. Yeah, and I, you know I'm pretty I mean? sure I'm that. That's probably you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm developing a mental picture. <laughs> I'm pretty rough. I'm pretty rough. Um, I know. So I'm not crazy about toys. I have used lube yeah. with my fingers before. Yeah. Which. Um, is okay. Sometimes I get loop all over myself. I'm like, fuck. That's my thing. Yeah, like because I use a vibrator, and I'm right with you. I don't like like a buzzy, like like a high frequency vibration. I like like a deep rumble. Yeah. Okay. Anything, even like 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 a real like yeah. Anything that's that high buzz. Oh god. I yeah, just, it's distracting. I it. Uh, it and like it just even to touch it on myself. It's like that's not what I like. Like oh my god. <laughs> like right away. But my thing, yeah, with masturbation, like because I use a vibe. I have to use lube. Okay, right. And so it's like a big fucking production. Like, I have to shower after I masturbate every That's time. That's a lot. That's and I don't... Lot. Yeah, it is. That's a lot. It is. Because I, I know I, it really isn't. But, like... No, it's a me, lot. For me, sometimes I'm like... That, like, deters me from masturbating. For sure. I don't... Oh, I just... Maybe I just had a shower, for yeah. instance. You know? Yeah. I know. Listen, this is the way it works for me. It will be four <laughs> o'clock in the fucking afternoon. And I'll be like, well, I'm home alone and I'm horny. That's it. usually when I masturbate. Yeah. And I watch porn on full blast. And <laughs> it is like so fucking loud that I have to shut my windows. Because I just don't. In just in case my neighbors hear me. Oh, so I shut my funny. windows. I put the blinds down. I have been known to light candles sometimes. Oh, that's nice. Right? Make like, it. treat yourself. Yeah, treat yourself. <laughs> and then um, <laughs> and then I'll finish and go to a comedy show. That's nice. Freshly masturbating. Yeah, and I won't shower. I'll just be like, I'm here. You're feeling relaxed and loose. I don't know if I'm feeling relaxed. No? Oh, I do after. I, I sometimes, it's, sometimes I'm like real revved up. And I'm just like, I'm ready for anything. Another one. Never another one. No. I wish, I wish. I mean, I'm really intrigued to try, um, so I don't smoke weed and I'm actually pretty terrified of it. Right. The I reason, don't know a lot either. The reason I bring this up is maybe you've heard of, it's Flora. Mm -hmm. I think that's the name. And it's weed infused lube. Lube, yeah, yeah. So I'm weed dying lube. to try that. Yeah. Because I wonder if that will help me orgasm maybe a little faster maybe a little deeper it might yeah so i'm curious about that i would love to foreplay that on myself i would love to use it with a partner yeah um, yeah i've heard of it i know for sure it works 100 really works yeah i haven't not firsthand but so i'm having difficulty buying it because you can only get it you can only buy it online in california state right yeah so i have a few friends down there they'll be that making might pick it up. they'll be making a strange purchase for me <laughs> that's awesome so so when you're with a partner what's going on oh god what isn't going on that's great no i know no, no, no. it's i'm so strange so if i know it's a one night stand <laughs> i believe if it's a one night stand <laughs> Do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, sure. I go full balls to the walls with a one night like stand. Like full porn star? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm never seeing you again. I don't give a shit. <laughs> this is, this is like, ideally, ideally what you're saying is like, we're both attracted to each other. We want to fuck. Yeah. So that's it. Like, this isn't about me pleasing you. It's about me getting fucking off. Yeah, yeah, right. And, like, I'm not here for love. I'm not here for intimacy. I'm here to be fucked, and I want you to go down on me. Yeah. And I want you to do... I do more adventurous things with one night stands sure. than with, my like, an intimate partner. Sure, I get that. I totally but it, get that. it's also because I want different things from them. Yeah. Like, a person that I'm going to see more often, I prefer intimate 
contact. Contact and sex. And I like really like a big buildup. I like a lot of like, a lot, a lot of foreplay. Yeah. I, I have um, a lot of intimacy. A lot, lot of, of intimacy. Yeah, 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 a lot yeah, of yeah. low lighting. Yeah. I like music yeah. and I have like specific music I like. Like I like uh, SZA. <laughs> And, and Miguel, like, nice. like really slow R&B. Slow jam. So, so yeah. I'm getting, woo. <laughs> She's just bumping the, the whole table. <laughs> she just flipped a table. Um, <laughs> so I like that. Um, I also, what was I going to say? Uh, I, I, so, I, with, so with versus a one night stand. Yeah, I'm like, I don't fucking care. Let's bang it out. Let's, let's get let's naked just, and let's do fuck. weird. Let's do weird shit. Yeah. Okay. Let's do everything weird. Let's do it. Like, let's, and it's not even that weird ever. Yeah, yeah. But I'm yeah. like, let's just do fucking weird shit. Yeah. I'm not, I want to see how this feels. And yeah. I don't want to bring this up with someone that I want to have, like, breakfast with. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> not that I feel awkward about it because I don't. It's just like a weird paradox in my head. Yeah, where they're separated. Yeah. Two are separated. And I'm sure, like, with a longer-term intimate partner, maybe... We you for would sh- yeah. feel comfortable to do all of yeah. whatever you want But I just do, think it's but... so funny to be like, well, I don't know you, and we're naked, so let's do weird let's... shit. Yeah. It's uh, easier. It's easier to do that type of stuff with, with someone, someone you, don't... you don't know as well. Well, or someone you don't like as much. <laughs> yeah, you're not worried about... What they're going to uh, think of you. Yeah, 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 yeah. All of that's out of the fucking window. Totally. So, but I actually have, so I have, I'm not, I never say it, A-S-M-R, A-M-S-R. I know what you're talking about. It's, it's audio. Like an audio thing where you it's get. It's audio touch and certain sounds and movements um, make your body like Like shiver. buzz, right? Like buzz. Yeah. Like there's di- it's I've different for this. everyone. So I have that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my favorite is when someone, a lover, a lover taps into that and works with that. Okay, so what types of things My big make thing you feel that way? Is I have a really sensitive back. Yeah. So if you take your fingertips and it doesn't always work. Yeah. It's not always clued in. Yeah. But if I'm with a right partner, if you do it and you go up my back, my yeah. whole body will shake. Wow. Like every part of me. I'll make a really weird face. <laughs> Everything is fucking. And you're like, Ugh. yeah, like I, it's, I lose it, I lose <laughs> it, and sometimes all it can take is like, um, like a breath on my back wow. and hitting the right spot. So that's like super fun when a partner clues Taps in, into that. but then uses it. Yeah, and I've only had one partner to ever fucking use it. Yeah, and I've told people I'm like, listen, this is me, and they won't necessarily like. That's a really good partner. Yeah, or will fucking clue in. And I had a guy once who. He noticed it, and I didn't tell him. And he noticed it. And kept and going there. It was it was so fucking fun. He he's like I was sitting on top of him. Our shirts were off, like we weren't fully naked. And he noticed it, and then he goes, "Wait a minute!" Hmm. And took my hands, and he goes, looked at me, and was like, "Don't fucking move your hands." And he put them behind his head, and did it for like 10, 15 minutes, where I was just and he got so excited by seeing me being so excited and being like, "This is so weird and so crazy." So this feeling you're talking about, so it's obviously pleasurable. It's amazing. Is it orgasmic, kind of? Is yes. it in that same it's like, neighborhood? Yes. It's like lightning going up your back. Wow. And it's like through your whole body? You're yes. feeling like... It's like fireworks. Wow. And I met, I met a, a per, I went on a date with a guy relatively recently, and like we were talking about briefly, and he's like, usually if someone touches my back, it's like fireworks. I was like, me too. And like we never ended up being intimate with each other, but I found it very interesting because I've never necess- I've never met, met another person or been with a partner who's had the same because it's so different for everyone. Like some people, it's like sounds, and if you do hit the right like vocal intensity, it will, will it work in my same? ear. 
Because I know there's like a lot of videos on YouTube, right, where it's just like somebody whispering. And I love them. Whispering. I find them very relaxing. And that's supposed to access It doesn't trigger the same way with a person. Yeah. For me. But I do. But you still like it. I like them. I find them very relaxing. Yeah. And very like... um, Meditating, yeah, yeah, meditating. But when is someone like someone can like come up to me and like it could be a friend or someone and they'll just hit that proper vocal cord like, and I'll shiver <laughs> and people are like what and I'll be like never mind <laughs> intimacy. But like and like if you touch my knee and it's just a matter of like my body being in a certain place and how I feel like if I feel very comfortable around you, then it might yeah. happen easier. Yeah, I think so. Interesting. But I I like partners who can clue in that and work with that. Awesome. And that's about being an attentive lover, which I find for the most part, I don't have a lot of those. Is, yeah. <laughs> Even though I like having sex with certain people, they're just not. Not that attentive yeah. to like. Or they're more about the next level. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. that's a lot of like, he, that guy was very selfless. Right. At least. That's lovely. <laughs> it was a lovely Good experience. for him. Good yeah. for him. Uh, so Natalie, we're we're at time here, my friend. <laughs> Holy, that's flew. Did I? Yeah, I did fly. <laughs> uh, do you want to tell our listeners where they can find you? To tell me all about Crimson Wave and uh... yeah, um, you can find my Twitter handle at Stalking Natalie. You can find the Crimson Wave at that at the Crimson Wave. Um, you can add me on Facebook. We can chat. Um, I always, I like, one of the jokes I'm currently working on is uh, I'm in my sexual revolution and I'm actively trying to fuck every astrological sign. So I have. What have you got to go? I've got a few to go. Okay. I end up hitting up a lot of Geminis by accident. I'm so, a Gemini. Are you? <laughs> yeah. So I end up, I end up doing, hitting up Geminis a lot and Aries. So I'm like, not again. Um, but. Yeah, right. so like you can hit me up. Maybe we'll be in love. <laughs> Maybe we'll be in love. Yeah, just tweet at me um, at Facebook, Natalie Norman, um, The Crimson Wave at The Crimson Wave. Uh, we have a weekly show every Sunday night at Comedy Bar at 9, 9 ish. Yeah. Listen to our podcast on iTunes. I do. It's amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks so much for coming, Natalie. Thank you for having me. Such a fun time. Once again, this has been Natalie Norman, and I'm Erin Pym. This has been the Bedpost Podcast. To find out more about the Bedpost Stage Show, go to facebook.com slash bedposterotica. I have a personal blog with over 100 erotic short stories. That's at erinserotica.com. Natalie, check it out. Lastly, the Bedpost Podcast features original music by Steph Copeland, who can be reached at her website, stephcopelandmusic.com. Oh.